Welcome to Warrior of Compassion Discussions with Athena LaFlame Edwards and Om Prakash Gilmore. It's always good to have you here on our show. We give thoughts and opinions from the progressive point of view, not liberals or conservatives pretending to be progressive, but real left-leaning liberals and real progressives looking to create a better world for ourselves and our children and our children's children. We don't ask that you believe everything that you hear on this show, but we do ask that you go and research the things that you don't agree with. That way we can all learn together and we can share the truth with our family and friends instead of the propaganda that we hear most of the time. Welcome to our show. Okay, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. Thank you very much. Um, As usual, John, I'd like to start off with a prayer. Okay. God and angels, thank you for guiding our words today. We ask that our vocabulary be infused with love and positive energy. That everything we speak of bring beneficial effects to those who listen. All our words are healing and uplifting. Lord and Lady, we know more things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. Therefore, our voice will rise like a fountain for ourselves, for those whom we call friends, for all mankind. God and Goddess of our hearts, God and Goddess of our realization, Master mind of which we are a part. Enable us to know, to interpret the keen desire of every human heart. To be able to weep with those who weep. To sing with those who sing. To kneel silently when another kneels. Give us your guidance. Shine on our past today that we might see others in an equal light. That we might speak with truth and kindness, that we may walk the path of beauty with a loving heart and a peaceful spirit. Hear the voices of your people raised together in oneness. Hear our prayers. Let us find unity and diversity. Heal the world. Let us know peace and grant it a sacred. With a thankful heart, so be it. So be it. I'd like to start off, of course, COVID-19 is on everybody's minds. And I would like to remind people that so far, as of yesterday, in the United States, there were 1,451,475 cases confirmed. There has been 86,612 deaths. Now, I don't know who is in other states, but in New Hampshire, where I live, We have 3,382 cases. Mm -hmm. We just got 89 new cases yesterday. Mm. 89, just yesterday. And there's 151 deaths. Now, a lot of people are complaining about wearing masks. And I saw this on Facebook, and I loved it, and I want to share it. Mm -hmm. And it says, here's for you. First of all, I wear a mask in public. Not for me, but for you. I want you to know that I'm educated enough to know 
I could be asymptomatic and still give you the virus. No, I don't live in fear of the virus. I just want, I just want to do my part of the solution. I don't want to be a part of the problem. I don't feel like the government is controlling me. I feel like I am contributing. I feel like I am a contributing adult to society. The world does not revolve around me. It is not about me and my comfort. If we all could live with other people's consideration in mind, the whole world would be a lot better place. Wearing a mask does not make me weak. It does not make me scared, stupid, or even controlled. It makes me considerate. <laughs> so what do you think? Very true. Um, I was thinking about these masks. I saw these new, there are new people now trying to tell you not to wear masks again. Even though um, every country, the ones that were successful anyway, said they stopped the spreading by masks. And I wonder sometimes um, if the reason they're trying not to get you to wear a mask now is because people know that um, most of the people who are caring and concerned about each other are the ones who are masks in the mask and the ones who don't are like these hard-hearted idiots who don't want to be recognized as what they are, basically. So they want to put pressure on people not to wear masks so that um, they don't have to stand out. You know, that's what I'm wondering about now. Um, it sounds like, and you know, John, I, I just saw on Facebook, and I think I even heard my son say this because he heard it somewhere. So why bother wearing a mask? He says the virus is so minuscule. It, it, it can go, it can penetrate the mask anyway. So they're trying to get people not to wear a mask mm -hmm. by telling them it's worthless, it's useless, don't even wear it. Yeah. And, and there's another quote that I'd like to say there from uh, Facebook. And it's an honest question. It says, why do you think the United States is the only country on earth that is protesting being locked down? And this answer comes from Samantha Samantha-Ington. And she says, because people who have never been truly oppressed are being inconvenienced for the first time in their lives, and they don't understand what it means to sacrifice in the name of the greater good. Mm -hmm. Individual culture, institutionalized racism, commodity fascism, and selfishness. That's why people are, are, are protesting. And when you look at what's going on, I mean, it's very frightening. I was talking to my son and I was, you know, um, Trump is pushing these people to go and, and liberate Michigan, liberate Wisconsin. And, and then they send these people uh, and they're getting bolder and bolder. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've had protesters in the street with the AK-47s and all that. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. Yeah. Okay, so they went from the street and they went to the steps of the Capitol with the AK-47 and demand liberty and stuff. Nothing happened. Well, was it yesterday or the day before? And I think it's in Michigan or Wisconsin. I think it's in Michigan. Michigan. They actually went into the Capitol with the AK-47s and they stopped the, the, the legislature from meeting. Mm -hmm. They actually had 
cancel the meeting of the legislature because of these hoodlums. Yeah. And nothing happened. And I'm saying to him, wait, they're getting bolder and bolder. The president is behind them. That's right. You posted something this morning about uh, the Nazis, you know, that he's taken a playbook from the Nazis and how, you know, the, the way they forcing people to go back to work in the meat plants, knowing, knowing that there is a high rate of outbreak in those plants mm -hmm. and they have done thing to clean it up to make it fit you know they don't care these people are expendable yeah and and from you again i think you posted how um about the unemployment compensation what is it two weeks ago two three weeks ago that they passed this bill that people could get unemployment compensation and they could get an extra six hundred dollars and blah 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 mm -hmm. well within within weeks that people can get unemployment compensation because they can't go to work all of a sudden, most of the states now are sending people back to work. That's right. So they get unemployment compensation. And, and, and the people are going to fall right through the, 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 uh, the cracks. And I have a question. I'm, I know I'm talking a lot, but I have a question for you. People are starving. People have no food. This has been going on now for more than a month. People are, are, are lined up by the thousands trying to go to the food pantry uh, to get food. And, and, and I keep remembering food stamps. Yeah. You know, I already have a program. There's no, there's no reason for us, for people to be in line to get money from the food pantry. Uh, the food stamp program is still alive. I think they call it SNAP now. All they have to do is show up and tell them that they no longer are working, they don't have any income, and they should be getting food stamps. How come this program is not being made more available? Do you know? Yeah, well, he cut some of the food stamps while we knew I was looking during this, this virus. He had talked about it last year, and they said they were going to go ahead with it anyway, even though people were unemployed now and couldn't get to work. So they cut 750,000 people off the food stamps. So they not only did they didn't they add them, they cut them off. I I, okay, well, well, I really well. What doesn't does the legislature have the power to reinstate it? I mean, who? I mean, isn't it the legislature that passed the Food Stamp Act? Isn't the the the, the, the you know? Isn't the legislature that has the power? But, to overthrow yeah, well, the these, Senate, uh, these cuts? Yeah, well, the Senate's on his side, though. They, they want to get rid of it, too. So they're never going to go along with it. It's only Democrats who are trying to fight for the people, basically. You know? You know, it's like I was telling my son this morning. I said, you know, I said, to me, the enemy, and it, it kind of made it, oh, us against them. I said, listen, Jim. The enemy in right now with this COVID crisis is the GOP. And people think that the head of the GOP is Trump. The head of this enemy is Trump. And it's not. The, the real enemy is that total of the GOP. And Trump is only a tentacle. Mm -hmm. Trump is a tentacle. Mitch McConnell is a tentacle. That judiciary right now is a tentacle. And all his cronies and the cabinet. And the people in the state legislatures that prevent the Democratic governors from governing, 
as soon as, you know, you get a Democratic governor in Wisconsin and other states and, and the Republican legislatures take away his power. Yeah. I mean, people have to wake up. There is a danger right now, and the danger is the GOP. And the head, you know, this is really, like, like Trump, he's not, hey, come on, he's not smart enough mm-hmm. to do all this stuff that's going on. He's so, I mean, what did they say? He spent 16 hours tweeting. This guy is not governing. Yeah. This guy is tweeting while other other people, you know, those tentacles mm-hmm. there, they're all, being, you know, they're, they're doing the work. I mean, okay, maybe I'm paranoid. But I mean, if you, if you look at what's going on, you look at Barr, if you look You're not paranoid. All it's, the, it's obvious. It's obvious what's going on. I mean, look what happened to Flynn. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, charges are dropped. Look at what's happened to Manafort. There was not one single case of COVID-19 in his prison where he was uh, imprisoned. And and according to the rules uh, of the the, the prison rules there, um, you're supposed to have at least uh, for hardship or whatever reason why they would let you go. uh, You have to at least have done half of your uh, term and all kinds of regulations, which he doesn't. Not none of these things fit, but they released yeah. him. Michael Cohen. We see that in the newspaper. Michael Cohen is going to have early release, and he's going to be having to stay at home. Yeah. You know, just like Manafort is doing. Yeah. But within three days, it was rescinded. <laughs> so what's the difference between the two? Manafort, you know, he, he went to two two different courts. He was found guilty from two different mm-hmm. juries. And he's out. Yeah. But Cohen, Cohen testified against Trump. He's on the enemies list. They're not going to let right. him out. Well, it's like they said. I got. I read an article. They said that, that they are um, what they're trying. What they're doing is they're taking this book from the Nazis and they're trying to do like the Nazis did, which is basically to wipe out anybody who was different, anybody who was weak. And um, and people like that, and the way they're doing it is using this virus. Instead of having closed prison camps, they're forcing people to go and work themselves to death in areas where they know they're going to get diseases and die. That's what they're doing here. But it's the exact same thing. And they're who's getting it? The Native Americans are getting wiped out, and um, and the black people are getting wiped out. The immigrants are getting wiped out, and the poor white people are getting wiped out. And the people with bad health conditions. And those are the ones who the Nazis were murdering, basically. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, I agree with you. Elderly. I mean, you know, the, it's, you know it, it's kind of scary. Okay, I talk a lot about my private life because i got a big mouth and I'm going to continue. <laughs> a member of my family works for a nursing home in New Hampshire. And I think I discussed it with you before, maybe a month or so ago. Uh, somebody, my, uh, somebody told me that they had three, three had tested positive and people were really upset about that. And for some reason they were not testing anybody else. You know, they had three positive tests, but they were not testing the, the, the staff or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, last, last week, every single resident of the, uh, this nursing home is uh-huh. positive. 23 of the staff is positive. They're still, from last week, 
They were still refusing to uh, test the staff. They were told, they were told if they would, uh, don't forget now, people are, you know, these are people that are living check to check. And they they dare, if they dared go and get tested on their own without the, the administrator or whatever uh, in the nursing home's uh, permission, they would not be able to go back to work until they received the result mm-hmm. of the test. And at that time, the results can sometimes take seven days yeah. or more. And, and they can't afford to take that time off, mm-hmm. you know? And, and the last I heard, and, th- and this is all hidden. They tell us, oh, so many people have died, like 89 people, well, 89 people tested positive. I think 151 people died. Yeah, 151 people died in New Hampshire yeah. so far. But I would say more than half of those people, maybe three-fourths, uh, are, uh, are in a nursing home. I mean, they're not making headlines. They, they, they're hiding these facts. But my, my, uh, my friend, the person who was giving me this information, she says, it's awful because almost every, every day one or two people are dying. But they don't, this is hidden. People, are, you know, are, we, we can't, I mean, and the thing is, I mean, you look at Trump when he said, don't, don't believe your eyes, don't believe your ears, everything is fake. Well, he's telling us what he's doing because everything he does, you can't trust the government. He, he's making it impossible for us to trust the federal government. That's right. That's the objective, and, right, to make and, us not be able to hear the truth and make decisions. Because everything about the federal government is a lie, and we know it. It's in your face. And, and he's told us, don't trust the FBI. Don't trust the intelligence. Don't trust this. So where does that leave us? Who do you trust? Now, you, you can trust your state government. I mean, I, I trust Governor Cuomo. I trust, uh, you know, uh, the, the governor, because uh, I, I listen to them speaking, and, and they're coming out. They care about people. They're trying to, they would like to open their state, but they want to do it in a, in a safe way. But when you look at what the, and I go back down to thinking, you know, Jimmy says, Mom, don't say they're the enemy. It's going to cause problems. And I says, you have to have, you have, you have to look at what's going on. They're certainly not friendly. <laughs> well, here's what I can tell you exactly what Trump and his friends are doing because it's just not him. I mean, this is a real plan. It's like like he popped in there magically or something. What they do is is they what they're doing is is you have this um this these sort of feelings and emotions that you get when you're young and you bury and stuff like that and um and the way you overcome them is by your thinking your mental cognitive faculties basically you can um, figure things out and see how they are um even though those emotions try to cloud stuff but if you think clearly and, and look at it you can figure it out what he does is he removes the part that can think clearly by stealing all of the um information and twisting it and making it and providing a lot of fake news beside the real news so that all you're left with is your feelings and emotions then he can play with those feelings and emotions by by sort of 
using fear and hatred and all that. So you begin to make decisions based on these negative emotions that have been planted in you. It's almost like he programs people. Then he pushes the right buttons to get the action that he wants. And if you're not super aware of it, you think you're making these decisions when it's not even you making those decisions, you know. But first he has to get your thinking mind out of the way. And he does that by by giving you all these different fake facts that don't match up so you can't depend on on figuring it out yourself. That's what he's doing. So he's using big time psychological manipulation. He's just not a, a stammering fool. He's got all these people behind him who's probably done all kinds of psychological studies and everything that they could to find out how to manipulate people. You know, you're right. And, you know, he's revising history. He, he changes, you know, uh, this thing about the Mueller report and they're going back and they're, they're changing. Now, all of a sudden, it's Obama gate, and all of a sudden, you know, the things that were true at a certain time, now he's, they're, they're twisting everything. And they're in charge of this information. They said, my gosh, you know, they bar so much power. And uh, what they're doing with Flynn and what they're doing with Manafort and what they, you know, it's, it's, what is going on here? You know, it just, uh, it's very Every time the truth comes out, you'll see within a couple of days, you'll find a, a, a fake YouTube um some fake YouTube thing. But you can tell it's not like a person in their garage doing it because it's super fancy. It's super edited. You can tell that a lot of money went into it because you can tell they had a director and everything on it. And it tells you some nonsense to throw you off track. And it's almost instantaneously, every time you hear the truth, all of a sudden a fake YouTube video comes out because the news probably won't touch it. It's so false. So they have to go around the news and put it on YouTube. So what they're doing is they're taking um, before you had these progressive people on YouTube because they couldn't get on the news. So now what they're doing is they're jumping on YouTube, pretending like they're progressive, except they have like millions of dollars backing them so they can have more publicity and it can look better, you know. And that's something that's happening nowadays, too, especially when they talk about this virus and stupid things like not wearing masks and things like that um, when you can see the outcome of it. I don't care what statistics they give you. I don't care if they say the, the mortality rate is not that high. When the bodies are piled up, you know exactly that the mortality rate is high. And I don't care what they say. <laughs> um, well, it's like I, I think it's much higher than, than we are told. Because they only count the, the, the ones that die in the hospital. I mean, you know, they have a lot of control about how they give us information. And, and you know, I agree with you about these, uh, these uh, new people on Facebook and giving us all this false information. Like I was telling you, I think the GOP is like an octopus, and the head of this octopus is the oligarchy, the very, very mm -hmm. richest people. They're the one who are manipulating everything. Who do you think is in charge of making all these YouTube's false oh, yeah. information stuff? And that's why, I mean, it's the, the, the very, 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 very rich people, the Koch brothers, I don't know how many, I don't know them all, them all but 
You know, they're the ones who are behind this manipulation. They're, they're behind this, uh, they're behind Trump. Like I said, he's not the head. He's just a tentacle, just like the rest of them. This guy, you listen to him for one minute and you know, he does not have the intelligence to be able to yeah. do all the stuff that he's doing. He sits in the office tweeting for six, right now, I don't know how many, how many hours yeah. he used to spend before, but the past I mean, they, they said he was tweeting at the rate of 7.1 yeah. minute, uh, and he did it mm-hmm. straight hours. Now, don't tell me this guy knows what's going on around the world. No, he, he, he's got his dominions. These people that have been bought off by the very, very rich, they're the ones who are really controlling this country. And it, it, maybe they always did, yeah. but we didn't know about it. But now you have to be totally totally blind and deaf and refusing to see facts because it's right in your it's right in your face every single day they come up with something Trump is above the law nobody can touch him they're not the taxes the taxes this is something that was done before he became president this is cases that are between before the Supreme Court right now and whether or not really, and uh, Sokolov is saying, oh, and no, he no, no, he's a president. Why should, he can to, why should that court go to the Supreme Court when several other courts already um, said that you could do it? You know, how can you just say, well, no, we're going to the Supreme Court. If somebody, if I get some in some problem and, and I can't take my thing to the Supreme Court just because I want to, right? <laughs> Well, they think the Supreme Court is in their pocket, yep. right? I mean, and, and what, what does he say? You know, like Sekulov is saying, you can't touch him. He's a president. If you try to make him do this, it's going to take him away from his, the duties of his presidency. Well, it's funny because when Paula Jones sued uh, Clinton, he, they, they said they, uh, they, they voted against him. He had to. He had to. The president of the United States had mm-hmm. to testify under oath. Now, why is it that Clinton was not above the law? He he had to do everything they said, and and, and he did. And uh, and all of a sudden, Trump. And now Trump would not even have to testify because he's like they said. This is about taxes. This is before he was president. And he's not the one who's going to have to look at all this stuff. It's yep. the uh, Ducci Bank, Ducci or whatever the name is. And it's his accountants, not him. So, so all, all these things that says he's too busy to, to, to allow them to go after his tax records, it makes no sense whatsoever. They, they keep saying he's above the law. He's above the law. And why is he fighting so hard to be yeah. reelected? He's not, I mean, he, we say crazy. But he's crazy as a little, you know, this guy, is it crazy as a fox or something? Because he knows darn well. He, he loses the presidency when he gets off, you know, on January 20, when he's no longer president, he's going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Well, he and won't he be useful it. to them anymore once he gets out, you see. As long as he's president, he's useful to those people. I sort of think, I sort of wonder sometimes um, if he went... And when he was running, if he made a mistake and and, and uh, aligned himself with the wrong people, and I wonder if he even has any real power. I mean, all those tweets, right? Who says he was doing them? 
the people might have just been using his account. People who were hired to do that might have been doing that. <laughs> we don't know if he, if he was sitting there writing like that. That's, That's ridiculous. Why would he sit there and write like that? Just like him. When people say he's a good president and why are people upset with him, all I can say is, mm-hmm. don't they listen to him? I mean, I've been able to listen to a whole speech, okay? Because this, I mean, five or ten minutes of listening to him, and, and my mind goes berserk. But when you, he never said, it's a word salad. He never says it. Mm-hmm. Everything is beautiful. The letter he sent to the Ukraine mm-hmm. president was beautiful. And he went over there, and, and the, the, the tests yeah. are beautiful. And if something is beautiful, then we have more than anybody else in the world. We have more tests than anybody else. We have more of this. We have the best of this. And it's always in the superlative. But it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, who talks like that? Who talks? Who is the leader of a country that can't, that can't give any facts? He, that makes no sense. And, and, and everything he says is in the superlative. I mean, at first when he was running in 2016, it was a novelty. You know, he would say foolish things and, and people thought, ah, isn't he cute? But you know what? Three and a half years on with all, I mean, like somebody was saying, you know, that there are, how, how can you reelect somebody who's, uh, he's not, he didn't start the, the virus, but he really is to blame for not having a national plan and getting us, getting the 50 states their supplies. And the 50 states, there's tests. And having a national program to getting food for the people. Let's get the military or the National Guard out there and getting the food to these people. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many things that could be done that are not being done because he's, he's isolated and he really doesn't care about, about the, lower, you know, the lower income people. Yeah. We're all expendable. He doesn't care much about anybody you know? except himself. Yeah. And it shows it, when he says, open, open up, send, send these people to work. I mean, and look what happened in Wisconsin. It's unbelievable. Wisconsin, the governor ha- has a, a stay at home thing and uh, the legislature tried to stop it. They sent it to this uh, no, legislature mm-hmm. is controlled by the GOP and they sent it to the court of Wisconsin and that's control for the GOP. And they threw out everything. They're saying the governor has not, the, constitutionally, he doesn't have the right to, to have a stay-at-home order. So that means that everybody can go out. Mm-hmm. So one hour, one hour after that Supreme Court justice in Wisconsin, controlled by the Republicans, you ha- you, they, they showed us they had a bar, and, and not one person had a mask. No, no social distancing. They were practically sitting. Uh, that's not true. But they were very close to each other. And they had the, the bar keep bartender and stuff. And, and you would have thought that this picture had been taken uh, last you, year. Around you know, Christmas they tried Christmas. that same thing here you know? in Pennsylvania, too. They tried it here before they did in um, Wisconsin. Except our Supreme Court um, told them to shove it. And said it was totally legal for the governor to do it, to close down stuff, but they tried it here, and it's the same thing here. It's been Republican for the last thirty or forty years, the legislature, because they have 
it's so rigged here that um, it's almost impossible for anybody Democrat to win, even if they get tons of more votes the way they have the district set up. So they tried the exact same thing here. So I think it's it's probably a playbook, you know. It's not just them deciding to do it themselves. <laughs> um, it, Oh, I mean, oh yeah, you can, you can tell that it is a GOP playbook. I mean, there, there is a mind behind all this, and it's the very, very rich people who, who can, you know, and they're manipulating. I mean, this has been going on. If you look back in history, this has been going on since Reagan was president. They, they, they slowly, slowly encroached and slowly brainwashed people. Entitlements are bad. Entitlements are bad. So what used to be a war on poverty that was put in by Lyndon Johnson it, it, when he was president, remember 65, the Civil Rights Act, the, the mm. ability to go and vote and all that stuff. Well, ever since Reagan, they, they, they've been cutting it down and cutting it down and taking it away. And, yeah. and, and this is where we are today. I mean, it took what, uh, 1980, 40 years. So it took 40 years for these people to do what they're doing to this country right now. And they are destroying our democracy. When you have a, a president that allows the EPA to take away all the regulations, when you have a president that allows the labor, the OSHA is not working. Nobody's yeah. protecting the labor. The labor, <laughs> the labor department, it's not a yeah. labor department. It's a management yeah. department. They're not looking for labor. And you have education, DeVos, She's not looking out for the students. HUD, that Ben Carson, he doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't want the poor people to get too comfortable in HUD housing. We've got to be careful here. Let's let, let them, let, don't let these poor people be comfortable. I mean, every single cabinet member, I mean, Azar, this guy there who, who was complaining about, oh, Bright, the guy who testified there, the whistleblower who, 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 was, uh, who was saying how dangerous. Uh, Trump's is doing and how he was an epidemiologist and was telling us of trying yeah. to develop vaccine yeah. and he was removed, right? And what does Trump say? I don't know him. I never heard of him. And besides that, I never heard of well, him, but thing, nobody likes him. Is, <laughs> if you never heard of him, how do you know that nobody likes him? <laughs> and then he said, just a disgruntled employee. And then he said, <laughs> he should not be working for the government. Well, there you go. So all they did to Bright is they took him away from being, I think he was the chief of epidemiology or something, and they transferred him to something else. But uh, see, uh, now yeah. he testified. He's a whistleblower. So now he's going to go after him. And he just said it. Mm -hmm. He should not be working for the government, which means he's going to lose his job because he dared say that anyone, anyone who says the truth gets fired. And he elevates people, people at like that guy there that, uh, I'm going to call him a killer. Remember, he, he interfered in the military code of justice. And this guy, I mean, he had been accused by members of the, his own company, his own uh, SEAL company. And they, they, they talked about, I mean, it's very unusual for him. To, they had to be really outraged that he killed innocent people. He was being prosecuted by, by, by the uh, military yeah. uh, court-martial and stuff, and intervened. 
And then he, he had the prosecutors, I think he had them either fired, investigated or, or fired. And then he made, yeah, and they made him reinstate this guy, this killer. And as a, uh, as a, uh, and yeah, then he invited him to Mar-a-Lago uh, for Christmas. <laughs> so this is elevated as a hero. And then Lieutenant Colonel Vintner, who put himself on the line to testify under oath about what was happening with the Ukraine. He was, he was fired. His brother, his, his twin no, brother was him. fired just because he was his twin brother. No. Well. You know, I mean, and any person that dares, dares to say the truth is fired or punished and 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 who and he puts all his cronies. Like, now he's after FBI. Well, you know how he gets away with I all mean, that. It's same well, way Reagan did. You, when Reagan was in there, all the union people kept voting to get him back in there again, even though he was union busting. Um, because all he did was use anti-gay rhetoric and and um, racist rhetoric, and they fell for that. And that's the exact same, same thing that Trump is doing right now, except he's added immigrants. Um, he's added women. Um, and he's, he's still hating the gay people, especially transgender ones, right? He's taken away their rights lately. So all he does is use that, and the majority keeps voting for him. Well, not even the majority. Some people just stay home, which is a waste of time, and and they sort of contribute to him being in there too if they're sitting home looking stupid. Um, but that's all he uses, you know, and it keeps working. And he's killing the people who are supporting him, but they so seem to be so thick and stupid and full of hate that they keep voting for him anyway. People he's voting for are ones catching that virus now, and they just keep talking about how great he is and if you if you ever mention anything wrong going on with the government they will rabidly attack you saying that you're attacking trump when you're talking about the government you don't even have to mention his name all you have to do is say something is going wrong and they start snapping out about you attacking trump you know um he should be attacked <laughs> but that's all they keep using i Upset. I keep saying, do you ever listen to him? I mean, you know, there is someone uh, uh, on my friends list. They, they post stuff every once in a while. It's some pro-Trump stuff. And how, oh, I'm so sorry. We have to pray for Trump. There are so many people that speak badly of him. He needs our prayers. He looks so tired. I said, for goodness sake. Or, or else when somebody said, you know, Oh, he elects him about because of how he he um, his response to COVID nineteen. He, he should be elected. Well, I I posted, hey, my number one priority is don't reelect him, not just because of the COVID nineteen. Elect a person who is in charge of allowing thousands and thousands of young children to be in cages. How many yeah. years now? Three years that these people have been in cages? He has separated families. They will some of them will never mm. ever see their babies again. They will never and even and they don't even know. 
they, they separated them. They took no record. They don't even know where the kids mm-hmm. are. They don't talk about that anymore. They, they, they under ice, they, they refuse. How many times have uh, dogs tried to go and visit uh, where the kids are and they've been refused? This is again, I don't understand this. Why do they have so much power? The senators can't go and visit these, these kids. How come they have so much? They're above the law and nobody is doing anything about it. Doesn't anybody have any power over here except the executive branch? What's going on here? Some of those kids and sent them back to their country with no parents. And some of them had the the COVID-19 and they didn't care. They just threw them in there and sent them to another country. That's what they did lately. Well, I know I read they had uh, a non-governmental association. They, they, they got the names of 110 or 130 people that had been sent back to, I, I don't know now if it's El Salvador or Guatemala, so I, I don't remember the country, but they, one of those. And they went to see what happened to these 130 people. Every one, of them, every one of them had been killed. See, we, we just sent, and then the, I had read somewhere that they were sending them out into the jungle. You know, no one, nobody seems to care of what is happening to these people. There's no follow-up. What, what is it, that guy in Iraq there that yeah. uh, he had diabetes and they sent back to Iraq? He was two years old when he left Iraq. He didn't know anything about Iraq. He didn't even know the, the, the language. He was dead within a month. Because he had diabetes. He needed treatment. I mean, isn't that well, guilty of manslaughter? Isn't that homicide? All the death isn't this that... man is causing in the world between giving bombs to and information to Saudi Arabia so that they could bomb all those civilians in Yemen, blow up hospitals and things like that. To allowing Israel to go and attack that West Bank during this COVID nineteen, where they're um, withholding money from people in the West Bank so that they can't can't um, get food and clothing during these hard times, to him bombing, dropping big old bombs in Iraq and in different parts of the, the man's a murderer. He's a war criminal. He needs to go to jail. That's what he needs. He doesn't only need to be out of there. He needs to be put in a prison, you know. Um. Yes, and everybody who makes it, who enables him to do every single senator that refused when he was impeached in January. They they should be accountable for that. They refused to get evidence. They refused to, to question the witnesses. And they got away scot-free. And when the House was... There's never any accountability for the things that they're doing. Remember, what was it, Meadows and Jordan, um, who, who uh, him and there maybe 10 or 15 other Republicans, the woman was supposed to be testifying in one of the rooms. And remember, they, they stayed there to prevent the testimony for five yeah. hours. And they ordered pizza and all that stuff, and they were so proud of themselves. Nope. Nothing happened. 
No repercussions. Nothing. No accountability. Meadows, who was one of these guys who did this, he's now the, uh, the, the um, staff. What is it? Uh, what is that guy there with the staff? Uh, that the one that works the closest with Trump. What's it? What, you know, you took the Kelly's place. Um, what, what's the, what's the, the name of his office now? Worked. No, no, the, the Meadows, you know, he uh, he forced Kelly to quit, and he, and then Mulvaney took his place. Okay, I can't remember the name. And you mean the first person was in previous, charge of the staff? Remember? Um, yeah. yeah, I can't remember the name of it right now. There's an official name, I can't think of it. Chief of Staff or something like that. Like, He's now right there. He's that one in charge. White half. White House yeah. Chief of Staff. He's the one who's in charge of who. Yeah, that's what it is. White House Chief of Staff. He's the one who's in mm. charge of who Trump sees and stuff like that. So he didn't get any repercussions from doing what he did. He got I rewarded. Mean, he got, hey, he got rewarded to see staff. I mean, yes. Because as long as you're doing something that's mm. pro-Trump, you can do anything. Nothing. I mean, they cut OSHA to, to nothing. There's no safety. OSHA. Is OSHA going into these meat packing plants in which people are, are uh, infected by the thousands? And it's like Rachel Maddow said, you know, they say, oh, a thousand people got infected. Gee, that's too bad. You know, well, but of course, most of them are migrants and most of them are uh, Latinos and colored. You know, they don't care. It's like you said, they don't care because these lies are not worthy. Uh, but the, these people are taking that out into the community. A thousand people, you know, people seem to forget. We have a, a million, more than a million and a half people worldwide. And we have almost, uh, uh, what is it, almost 300,000 people now in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. This all started with one person. So when people, you know, they seem to feel they're invincible. Nothing's going to happen to them. Well, for goodness sakes, it doesn't take yeah. that much, to, you know, for it to spread. And for it to, you bring it to your mother, your father, your children. And look what's happening to the little kids. Oh, Trump is, well, we want to open the schools. We've got to open the schools now. This is ridiculous. We have to have go back to normal. We have to have our economy going. And it doesn't touch the kids. That's a lie. They're saying this. This uh, it doesn't just affect the lungs. It affects your kidneys. It affects your heart. And they're finding new ways of how awful this illness is. And they got what eighty or ninety kids over all over the different states here, in which they have Kawasaki illness, in which. It's because this yeah. uh, virus actually goes after the blood vessels. And they show kids in which the kids, young kids as long as 18 mm-hmm. months old, yeah. that they well, have this I don't know. This, you know? this country, <laughs> people here have problems, you know. <laughs> That's all I can say. People here have problems. Um, and I don't know what it is even. I, I think they've... Um, it's like in the psyche of people. It's, it's like something for almost like this past history of this country where they were always willing to 
sacrifice people for the benefit of the majority. Like, remember, they were giving the um, Native Americans the flag on purpose, giving them blankets with the flag and watching them die out, you know. And they were doing all those experiments on black people with um, the Tuskegee Institute. I mean, the Tuskegee experiments and all that. This In their history, you do cruel and inhuman things. So I guess people here have just learned how to accept it and turn away from it and not look at it. And this fake idea, this idea, that I am so sick of. The next one that tells me that, that America is the best, <laughs> the, that we have the best doctors, the best science. The best this, the best that. That's hogwash. And, and, and they br we bring up our children thinking, ah, oh, America, number one. Not anymore. I mean, yeah. we are the best liars, the best, the best people to use their power to obliterate the freedom of other countries. Yeah, we're best at that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to discuss something about testing here. And I got this quote from my Juliet. Mm -hmm. and it says, the president is tested every day. Every single person yeah. he comes in contact with is also tested. If one tests positive, they are immediately mm -hmm. quarantined and their contacts tested. Well, so of course. Yeah. understand how this virus works. He just does not give a damn, but or he said, he just doesn't give a shit about you, right? He knows, he knows you have to be tested. He doesn't want mass testing. He'll never make it available. He's going to fight it. And you can see he's fighting it tooth and nail. What does he say? If they have too many tests, you know, if you don't test, they won't have what? cases. This is in his mind. He said yesterday. The reason we have so many cases is because they're testing. And he's doing everything so people can't get the test. He doesn't want the resulting numbers, you know? And if we want to test it, we have to go around rest ever in spite of him. Yeah. You know, Sean Penn, you know him? The actor? He's a mm -hmm. national um, non-government organization. And he's money from uh, uh, some other friends of his. And they started handing out free testing. Yeah. Uh, they, they started doing that in California, Los Angeles. They took over from uh, the fire department. Mm. They're training uh, other, other people to do the testing. And it's such a success that they're branching when, out in other know places. know what they're doing as a response and to And this that. is what we need. Uh, <laughs> now they're saying, oh, a lot of those tests aren't working. They have all kinds of false positives. So those tests aren't any good. That's what they're doing now. Uh, well, you know what I, I think? I heard more this that they were false paranoid, but I'm just looking at the way things are happening. Right. They know that as long as they don't do testing, they can draw this thing out as long as they want to. As long as if they did testing, you could take people out who um who had the disease and you could have them somewhere and you could have the economy going like normal. They know that as long as they don't do testing, everything's going to be up in the air and they can keep going and cutting, stealing these laws, cutting these laws, stealing money out of the treasury and all that. 
long as they keep people not knowing who has it, they can draw this thing out forever. They could draw this out for centuries as long as they don't test everybody. And that's their plan. I think. They may not have developed this um, disease in there, but they're totally taking advantage of it um, to just get, fill their agenda. And you, and you mentioned that. You mentioned that. You know, it reminds me of uh, the, the people that they're willing to allow to die. You know, the <laughs> hey, I'm going to be 77 at the end of this month. There, I'm one of those that they're willing. Hey, adios, amigos. Uh, <laughs> And I, well, I was thinking about that. You know, anybody over 60, we're all expendable. I mean, what is it this guy, this Republican uh, senator or whatever, he, he was uh, an elected official. The, the, the elderly should be willing, willing to die, yeah. you know, for, for the uh, economy. <laughs> and, and I'm saying, you know, you know, the reason why they want us to die, the elderly, people with a uh, pre-existing condition, have a uh, chronic illness. I definitely have pre-existing condition. If you're, you know, right, they're willing right. to they let want us go. You know why? Because they don't have to pay Social Security. That would be... That's what it is. They, they, they want they, all those that die, so they're going to be, you know, if most of the people over 65 or, and over, if a majority of us die, they're going to save all that money from Social Security and, and then they keep raising the age. Yeah, six, what is it now? 67 right now for a full benefit. It again? I think it keeps I mean, going it, up every year or something like that. Yeah. Now, if you work in an office, you don't mind working till you're 67. But if you're physical labor, if you're working in a warehouse, if you're working as a, you know, these people, I mean, hey, you know, when you're doing physical labor, yeah. you can't work till you're 67 years old. You know? I mean, th this is so, they're taking a chance that by the time you're 67, hey, you're going to be out of here. So th they have no, absolutely no sense uh, of, um, Oh, I'm going to go back <laughs> to, to, to this thing there, my, my, my favorite peeve, abortion. Abortion and pro-life. I am so sick and tired. I, I, I guess so, you know, I'm trying to be spiritual. You and I discuss spirituality all the time. And, you know, it's very, very hard to be spiritual when you look at what's going on. It's hard not to help. I mean, I look at, at Trump and I have to pray. I have to light a candle every time he comes on because I want to throttle him. And I'm saying, okay, I, I have two, two different ideas in my mind. Love conquers all. You have to love your enemies. You have to do good, blah, blah, blah. And then I see Trump. And I, I, I don't hate him. I, I hate what he's doing to people. You don't hate him? I, I hate what he's doing to his kids. <laughs> I do, and I, I love hating him, too. And I, I meditate and pray no. every day. I just can't stand that man. And it feels so good to say that and to feel it. <laughs> it's like Darth Vader, the dark side of the forest. It feels like drinking cold water yes. to hate I'll, that Because <laughs> I've been... Uh, well, I'm trying not to. I'm trying, I keep trying to find ways not to hate him because my spirituality says I'm not supposed to hate. But it's hard. It's so hard. I mean, I'll tell you, 
I was uh, looking at this uh, Wiccan uh, ancient uh, wisdom page, and they were saying they, they believe in uh, they believe in they believe in going. You know, if somebody's doing harm, they believe in going after them. And I says, well, I uh, I don't know what kind of person I am. I I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. it. It seems wrong, but I would like to bind his powers. I wish mm-hmm. I had the ability. Not to hurt him, but the ability to yeah. Well, that's how I feel him too. From I don't, others. When I think of, of healing people, I think scared? more of of not just something emotional, but harming people and wanting to harm them. And I don't do that, but I can't stand them anyway. I couldn't stand being in a room with them, you know. Yeah, I, I'm like you. I have a like mind here. So when I pray, I pray, you know, I pray that his heart will be open, mm. that his eyes will be open to the damage that he's doing to others. And, and I keep thinking when I talk about prayer, I keep thinking of Nancy Pelosi. Now, she's a Roman Catholic, and, and she prays, she says she prays for Trump all the time. And heck, um, I, I'm a, a pagan, a spiritualist, I'm a lot of stuff. <laughs> I pray for him all the time, too, because I would like him to yeah. stop hurting other people. You know? And, and, but he's accused. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a human being ridiculing another person because <laughs> that person says she prays for him? What kind of mind is that, John? He put her down. Yeah, she sure prays for me. And, and yeah. he, you know, how he is. He's always calling her nasty names and stuff. Yeah. And, and I said, I must admit I have prayed for him that. <laughs> I'm not planned. See, I'm, I'm sort of a Taoist. They say, the Taoists say that you should express um, whatever that natural feeling is, you should express it. But there also should be a part of yourself that's really sort of standing back and looking and experiencing fully what's happening while you're feeling that feeling, you know. Um, I haven't prayed for him yet. I don't th- I don't think it would do any yeah. good to be truthful. That's why. Well, I, like I say, I keep praying that the eyes mm-hmm. of those yeah. who are hurting or harming all these innocent people, you know, and, and those who are those are going to be voting in November I pray that their eyes will be open, their hearts will be open, that they will see what's going what the, what the um, I'll say it again, the Republican Party is destroying our democracy is destroying the very, the very fabric of what we should be and something has to be done and we, uh, this is a political ad we got to get the Democrats in there. And I like Biden. He's starting to say now that he thinks we need a new deal. He's going to try to, a new deal so that, you know, everybody's going to be um, yeah. trying to, to pass some of the stuff that Franklin Roosevelt was trying to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's what they should have. Remember the passed. job of oh, rights or the new bill of rights or something? Uh, he was talking about that. And, and he was on. Um, I think he, Larry, uh, the 10 o'clock uh, thing on MSNBC, uh, I forgot, it was Lawrence O'Donnell. And he did say that. He, 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 
he talked, they asked him, it, it was a question and answer thing with, with him. And they asked him about the people who had died and stuff. And what a difference between him and Trump. You know, Trump is always, mm-hmm. but he was saying, you know, I guess he, he yeah. lost his first wife, a son, oh, yeah, and a yeah, to cancer. That, that, I'm talking about Bob. He talked so, yeah, he was telling them how much it hurts and how you feel that you're going in a black hole. And he was talking to the people who had lost somebody in this pandemic. And he was telling, yes, it hurts. You have gone through a terrible thing, especially not being there, you know, not being able to be there when they, you know, they pass away. And he's, he's comforting them. He says, it's so right now it feels as if it will never go away, but in time it will. Yeah, it was such so beautiful. I looked at him as a yeah. no, he's not perfect. He's got flaws, but he's got a heart. Yeah. And he's got a brain. That's yeah. what we need. <laughs> Somebody with a heart and a brain, you know, and articulate who, who can appease the fear in people's hearts and their minds and who will give them hope. Hope that we're not and, and you know, right now at the edge of the cliff. And he's, we have hope now that with, with a Democrat as a president, he's going to stop us from falling off the cliff. He, you know, yeah. he's going to turn us around. Very true. And we're going to be heading the other direction. Well, thank you. That's Unfortunately, with that, we are going off the air. Um, it's good to have you. And let's do this again in the next couple of okay. weeks. Okay. If you like what you're hearing, please visit us at our website at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. Go to blogs, talk radio, or OMS radio page where you can become a supporter of this show. Or you can buy our latest book. We are not alone. You will find a page on our website where you can go right to lulu.com and get a copy of this great book. This will help support us so that we can continue to put more effort into the shows that we are producing.